Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, what's going on? Yo. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen to us so you can be notified on every new episode that comes out. And that's going to be every Monday and Friday mornings. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's going to be at the Colts cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, opinions we tweet, etc. Again, that's at the Colts cast. Jamal, are you ready to get into some Indianapolis Colts content? Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get it. On today's episode, we will discuss the signing of Nick Foles and what that means for our quarterback depth. So just to give an overview of what's what's happened, uh, this happened on Monday. Nick Foles will be reunited with his former Eagles offensive coordinator, now head coach Frank Wright. The contract details are unknown at this time, but it's a two-year contract. One source said $2.5 million in 2022, but I don't think that's been confirmed. Is that correct, Jamal? Yeah, I haven't heard that confirmed yet either. Right. So this move will ensure a veteran quarterback is behind Matt Ryan. And I repeat, will ensure a veteran quarterback is behind Matt Ryan, not in front. <laughs> I saw some Colts fans stating that Nick Foles would come in and start week one possibly. That is not going to happen unless Matt Ryan just tears every ACL in his. <laughs> so put some respect on Matt Ryan's name, please. Just a little bit, guys. But after the sign-in, uh, James Morgan got dropped. I believe he was our QB4. Correct. Yeah, that man has been on like five different practice squads <laughs> in the last year. He's. Uh, I, I'm not going to take jabs at him. Uh, we're talking about Nick Foles here. So what do you think, Jamal? What do you think about this sign-in? Uh, starting off, like you said, it's a two-year contract. I, I think the first thing that that tells us is they're kind of hoping that this plays out with Matt Ryan. I think that they want. we're just hoping that we can get two solid years out of both of these guys, and hopefully that will help us await for a better quarterback to come into the draft, and we can kind of jump forward on up there. So I kind of like that we are putting faith in just two years. We're not doing anything crazy. And as you mentioned, he is a 100% backup. Last two years, he's been a backup for the Bears. Uh, over 10 games, he had eight starts, 3-5 and five record, 65.1% completion rate, threw for just over two, uh, excuse me, just under 2,100 yards with 11 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, Nick Foles, we know his claim to fame. He, he was with the 2017 Eagles when they won that Super Bowl with Frank Wright as his OC. That was when Big Carson Wentz went out and... Nick Foles came in and just got the job done. So it kind of put a little respect on him. But you have to ask yourself, does he have this job because of Frank Reich? They have a long history. We know Reich is clearly he's shown his loyalty when it comes to players uh, starting off with Wentz and now looking at Foles. If it's someone he's played with in the past, he's pretty big on it. So, Eric, I mean, just in your personal opinion, do you think that his loyalty sometime kind of steps in the way of his judgment? Uh. Maybe. I, I can see where you're coming from, but I think it did have something to do with him bringing in Carson Wentz for that one-year stretch, which was very unsuccessful. Um, but Nick Foles is coming in as a backup, so I'm not too stressed about it. I think he's capable. I think he is deserving of this backup spot at number two, even though I, I know you like Sam Ellinger, but I think he's a perfect backup. 
he does better in the backup spot than the starter position. He has the experience with playing with Wright. He has just the experience, period. I think he's 32, 33 years old. Mm-hmm. He should automatically be slotted in that number two. So I, I think this is a good signing. Yeah, you're right. And when I think of Ellinger, I, I still think that you know he he never really got his chance to be the the backup or the the number two, mainly because he never got a chance to to play besides the preseason. I mean, he hasn't had any snaps on on the field. And do I think that I would take Nick Foles over Ellinger any day of the week? Yes, but I mean, we can't we can't just throw him to the wolves and just keep setting him behind. We did the same thing with Jacob Eason and I. Jacob Eason didn't really get many snaps for us, um, to be honest with you. But I yeah, just I think he not not to interject, but I am. Yeah. Uh Jacob Eason, what was it like he he threw the ball five times and there was an he, interception? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. And so, you know, and of course we all knew that he wasn't gonna be a starter. And I don't I don't think Ellinger will ever be a starter, but I do think that I mean, we gotta at least give the man a shot just because with our wide receiver core we have I feel like a lot of quarterbacks could come in here and, and, and flourish. If every if all our receivers we have come out healthy and strong, it could be it could pretty a pretty good look. You know, just taking a look at Ellinger's career stats and he was at Texas, sixty two point five percent completion rate, threw for just under eleven thousand five hundred yards, ninety four touchdowns, to twenty seven interceptions with a one forty five QB rating. And I know we're talking about Nick Foles, so I'm not going to go down a long rabbit hole, but I'm just saying that. I definitely think in the event that we wouldn't have signed Foles, I wouldn't have mind seeing Ellinger get a chance to get in there and get some snaps, especially even what we had last year because he never got a chance to touch the ball, and and it was pretty rough last year at some point. So, okay, so now that we've signed Nick Foles, if you were the head coach, who would you put at the number two spot, Sam or Nick? And In all honesty, I would have to go with Nick simply because he's proven. He's proven. Right. You know, he he didn't do a whole lot with the Bears. And I really think that his proven has been honestly only with the Eagles, because even when he was started with the Jags, it wasn't too hot for him. And which is kind of explain why he went back to being a backup. So I I just think that if the the tables were even and they both had just college stats, I would have to look at that and look at old film on it. But because Foles has had the opportunity of course, I'm going to put my respect on him because he has that Super Bowl win. So I think that he has the mental capacity to go out there and do what he can do. But I don't want to. I don't want to push Ellinger aside and say that he doesn't. Right. I'm. I'm not too big on the six rounder, Sam Ellinger. Uh, I know he was a dual threat stud at Texas, although his 40 yard dash was pretty unremarkable with a 484. Uh, he, he like you said, he didn't really get any looks last year besides the preseason, because we had Wentz, and I believe he started every game. Uh, He threw three interceptions in the preseason with no TDs. He rushed 11 times for 55 yards, so a little bit of a rushing ability. I like to see more action out of him, like you said, but I'm not dying for it. I respect that, and and that's definitely fair to say. I mean, we know I don't think the Big 12 is is a really scary conference anyway in college, so... I think it's fair to say once he got to the to the to the league, it's a little different. Even in preseason, where you have people who are just playing to hopefully you know make their career, I definitely agree. Those stats like that zero intercept, excuse me, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a couple rushes that's not good. But despite that, 
again, I got to go back to his college, his college career stats because he hasn't had a chance in the NFL. 2018, he led the Big 12 with 16 rushing touchdowns. Uh, 2020, he was responsible for 34 touchdowns, led the Big 12. 2019, 32 passing touchdowns, led the Big 12. So, again, you're right. I, I A six-round pick, he's small, he's, he's little, he's steady in the pocket, but I do think he definitely jumps the gun some. Um, but his college stats weren't too bad for, for someone who got four oh, years of PT. Yeah. He, he so, did well at Texas. Yeah, so I would just – I'm just saying I, I, I would love to – I wish we could have got to see him a little bit this past year so he could have made a fair judgment of who we wanted to move forward with this year for the offseason. But, yeah. I also agree he's probably – his ceiling is probably a backup. Mm-hmm. Maybe an average starter. He got drafted in the sixth round. I mean, you don't see that many Tom Brady's <laughs> anymore yeah. out of the sixth round. But, I mean, I'm hyped for him. I just don't think uh, – He's not going to play a lot unless Foles and Ryan go down. Yeah, and I definitely – and I don't see that happening at all because, you know, Matt Ryan, I mean, shoot, he's only had, what, three injuries? He's missed – no, excuse me, three games over his 14 seasons with Atlanta. He's, he's not wow. going to get injured. Yeah. yeah. So you ain't have to worry about – so Foles may not even see the field this year, to be honest with you, unless something outrageous happens. Well, we like so, that. We, we yeah. like our quarterback to be there. So Yeah, I, we, I we're not we... going to have somebody freaking spraying them both ankles on the same play and shovel passing with their left hand across the middle of the field anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so since we just brought up Carson Wentz, is he Carson Wentz 2.0? Nick Foles. <laughs> What do you think? Oh, man. I would have to, in all honesty, I'm going to say no. I think he's a much better fit than Wentz. Wentz, definitely, as we talked about in the full quarterback episode, I just think that Wentz was in a situation where he has some PTSD from playing his days in Philly where he didn't trust the people around him. And it's not so much that he didn't trust the the players around him as, you know, as his teammates, but it's just you get hit as many times he did when you were in, in Philly. It's kind of hard to come into the game. Now, Nick Foles, on the other hand, he's going to come in, guns blazing, and try his best. I, I don't think he tries to do more than what he's asked. That's the biggest difference between him and Wentz. I think Wentz wanted to do more than what he was asked because there was a lot of pressure. But Nick Foles coming in as the backup, he knew that he had a job. His job was to step in when he was needed. So he did what was needed to win, and it kind of made him who he is. Um, so I don't think Frank Wright will regret this decision. Uh, I really don't think so, but I, I do think, uh, at least myself, I won't forget about the poor decision we had with Wentz. <laughs> I see some analysts talk about Carson Wentz, his touchdown to interception ratio. Like that's here we a, go. That's the golden stat of you know he really didn't play that bad. Well, I guess you weren't watching any Indianapolis Colts games. Exactly that, and that's the. It kills me. What I think he did twenty seven and seven, whatever it was, but there were yeah. games where he attempted sixteen, seventeen pass attempts the entire game because JT was toting the rock. So yes, if you're passing the ball seventeen times, you better not have any interceptions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't airing it out like fifty, forty times a game. Yeah, I mean, we were no, run we first offense exactly. We we had all those checkdowns to go back to our other episode, man. JT had forty plus receptions. Um, Hines had forty plus receptions. Eighty of his completions were checkdowns. So, Which I mean, those probably should be should have taken more of. 
Yeah. If we're being honest, Hines got the ball less than he did with Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. So, and and did you hear what the Frank Wright said? He said he better draft Naeem Hines this year in fantasy. Hey, so tell you, man, they're ready for him. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited for it. But I, I agree. He's not Carson Wentz 2.0, but we shouldn't expect QB1 play from him. There's a reason why the Bears tried trading him earlier in the offseason, and the best offer they got was a Bojangles biscuit. But <laughs> <laughs> seriously, he's there to be our veteran, uh, veteran backup. There were some games he balled out. NFC Championship game in 2017, you know, the Super Bowl run year. He threw for 352 yards, completed 26 of 33 of his passes, three touchdowns, no interceptions Jeez. against the Vikings, who had the league's top-ranked defense that game. Wow. Or entering that game. Impressive stuff. And then, of course, his Super Bowl performance where mm-hmm. he got MVP, 373 yards, 28 of 43, three touchdowns for one interception. But most of his other performances during that 2017 run after Wentz got hurt were just average. I mean, he was there. He's he's like a placeholder. He he went in and, like you say, did his thing. He didn't wasn't asked to do a ton. But then 2019 is where he started to decline. He had that broken mm-hmm. left clavicle, some bad performances, which led him to getting benched for Gardner Minshew when he was on the Jags, Oof. when he got that pretty big four-year contract. Then in 2020... Lost a starting job to Mitchell Trubisky. And <laughs> everyone knows my feelings about Mitchell Trubisky. So yeah. that Lost was during training this camp. Year. And then he started after a few weeks when Trubisky was playing horrible. So he got beat <laughs> out. <laughs> he got beat out by Trubisky. <laughs> um, but anyway, he had some good games during that stretch, but also some bad ones. So up and down, up and down. He ended 2020. I think you were talking about it earlier. 1,800 yards, 64.7% completion rate, 10 to 8 touchdown to interception ratio over nine games played. Very mediocre to me, maybe Mm -hmm. even below average. Like That doesn't stand out as a great quarterback. Uh, In 2021, he only played one game at the end of the season versus Seahawks. You know, they got Justin Fields now, so that's, that's their guy. But he had a pretty good performance besides his one fumble. But to sum it up, he, he was really good with the Eagles. It's just that he's a shell of his former self. He's he's yep. lived his normal QB life. Now he's he's here to be our backup as of right now. Up and down performances. I, I don't want to take any more jazz at him because I am excited to see him as a backup. But just realize that's what he's there to do. Backup. Not take oh, for that sure. right spot. For sure. Yeah, and, and like you said, I'm excited because we get two vets in the locker room two vets in the film room you know they're going to help guide they're going to help lead they both have super bowl experience one with the w one with the loss but the point is is they both have been there and and honestly for nick Foles' standpoint coming off the bench and doing all he did for the super bowl year i mean that's the best thing you could do for some of these other guys who may not get a whole lot of pt right now or they're coming off the bench i mean what's more exciting than knowing that if you put your best foot forward you can I won't say luck out because no one wants their starting quarterback to go down. But in the event of that that opportunity opens up for you, you can flourish and something like something like Nick Foles can happen. You know, so yeah, we definitely don't want to see Ryan go down. But in the event that does happen, we do have a capable backup, a veteran backup that knows how to win. We'll be okay. Yeah. So overall, Jamal, do we agree with this decision to sign Nick Foles? To a two-year contract. 
two-year contract, I say yes, because I know unless something happens to Matt Ryan, we're going to get two solid years out of him. That's just enough time for us to hopefully get some other quarterbacks coming up to draft or or work on Ellinger, see him get a few snaps, you know, so we can make him a actual backup after this two-year mark. So I am excited to see that. But the biggest thing I have to ask off that is, you know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but how do we develop our young guys if they never get a chance to see the field? I know in the in the NFL, it's only a 53-man roster. Not everyone can be on the field. Not everyone's going to get PT. Some of these guys will never see the field. But, I mean, at what point do you, besides the practice squad, what's the point of using these picks on these quarterbacks? Or, I don't know. I guess I look at it as. I would I would say that they need somebody to sit behind them and learn. Because, I mean, there's there's plenty of quarterbacks that didn't see a lot of play time, but then mm-hmm. when their time happened, you know, they stepped up to the plate. There's some yeah. quarterbacks that didn't. But I guess my question for you would be, when would be the right time for Sam Ellinger, I guess, in the future to get some PT? I know I, I would have to say last year, yeah, we could have probably just put Sam Ellinger in in the fourth quarter or mm-hmm. – you know, if Wentz was playing poorly, just give him a chance. But what about now going forward? Yeah, and that's kind of where it's unfortunate for Ellinger that I think his time is, you know, it's, it's over for that. Besides the preseason, he'll definitely get preseason snaps and all that, but I think he'll only get a couple drives. I don't even think he'll get a full half. So, unfortunately, I, I think that that ship has kind of sailed, and he, he missed out on the opportunity last year when it would have been the best opportunity to let him do that. So honestly, I think now it's just going to be a matter of, I guess, maybe practice squad and then a little bit of preseason play. But I, I don't really see him getting the field. I, I definitely think that that time is coming gone after last season. I'm wondering if he makes it to the 53-man roster. Yeah, that's a, that's a good a good question. I it Rarely. I, I've never seen it happen before, but maybe once where two quarterbacks, quarterback mm-hmm. one and two, got hurt in the same game and they needed mm-hmm. a third. So... I, I would like to see him on the roster. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I definitely think that's a very valid point you made. I mean, I could definitely see them pushing him down to the practice squad and then, you know, call him up if needed. Um, like you said, we hope we never get in a situation where two quarterbacks go down. So I think that's definitely fair to say that he may just be on the lower end. Yeah, he'll learn. Um, but Nick Foles, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Pro Bowler. NFL passer rating leader back in 2013. He he holds some great records too. You know he's thrown seven touchdown passes in a game before. Really? I mean, we're talking Peyton Manning type of records. Yeah, I was gonna say he's tied. Um, 25 consecutive pass completions. Wow, that's tough. Highest all-time pass completion percentage in the playoffs out of any qualifying quarterback at 68.1%. Wow. Guess who's behind him at number two? Matt Peyton. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, 67 oh. and a half. Isn't All that right. crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. I like to hear that. Accurate throwers in the playoffs. But I know I pointed out some average stats and performances in the last few years for Nick Foles. But this isn't our starting quarterback. You want to be shooting for average when you're looking for a backup. You're not going to get just the Aaron Rodgers on your bench. It it, it doesn't happen. It's, it's very rare. And there's plenty of below average backups in the league that I would rather not have. Would I rather mm-hmm. have Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. Case Keenum? Eh, maybe. Yes. Chad Henney? No. 
<laughs> Jacob Eason. No, Blaine Gabbert. No, there's there's plenty of other backups that Nick Foles is better than. So Colts got a quality backup, and I'm happy, and I agree with this decision. Yes. And that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to give you more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take care.